Thank you for joining us at Elemental Collision. My name is Dave Graham. Today we're talking with Jess Collins, a comic out of Ireland, who's going to talk about corona, comedy, and what to do when the world's completely fucked up. Let's join the conversation. Jess Collins, or Jessica Collins. How do we I'm want to formalize this? I'm not your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Though I have met your mother and she's a pretty amazing woman. So today I am with Jess Collins, a absolutely fantastically funny fucking woman. Um, Yeah, well, this this is the only time I'm going to compliment you in this entire show. So like, you know, fucking deal with it. Um, Yeah, well, and you give it right back, I'm sure. So um, Jess Collins, comic, comedian, comedian, as they say. I don't think uh, you can say that anymore. Wait, like you, you, you don't say actress, you say you know actor. Okay, Jessica well. So yeah, you've got to just go comedian, comedian, all round. You know, LGBTQ friendly comedian. Okay, so gender yeah. neutral, abstracted. Yeah. You know, one of those things. Thanks, thanks. You just took the air out of my sails. I thought I was being all PC and all. Oh dear, I'm gonna keep you humble. I told you. Yeah, you do it. Now you do it. <laughs> and uh, events coordinators, extraordinary yeah. administrator. Wow. I don't know. I mean, you have titles, I have titles, and they're meaningless yeah, well. at the end of the day. So, you know, <laughs> you and I have known each other for like, is it literally five years now? Yeah, five years. Five, five years. Happy and anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, but during that time, you know, we've seen the world change. I mean, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, 2020 is kind of uh, the downhill ski slope right now, you know, and hopefully it's going to get better at some point. If, if COVID was an STI, it would be like herpes, you know, because when <laughs> it's there, you're always going to have it. But sometimes it flares up and when it does, it's at the most inappropriate time. You can't hide that shit. That's happening. So, yeah, COVID can kiss it. Like, I'm seriously thinking of just getting a couple of hoodies done up with like FVCK COVID just to keep in team with the whole COVID word. I just hate it. I, yeah. If COVID was a person, I, I actually would do time for that person. I'd, I'd put that person in the ground. I would that, murder it outgoing. I'd do it anytime, 100%. Yeah. Hire me, I'll kill it. I'll kill it. Violence. Violence is, I hate always, it. Violence is the answer. Sometimes. COVID. That's what happens. COVID's a question, really. <laughs> violence is the answer. COVID's uh, the answer to everything. Oh, COVID made me do it. I mean, it's a convenient excuse now for uh, for the the path forward. <laughs> yeah, COVID Why maybe dead. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least you know we haven't seen the baby boom coming out of this, and God forbid, God bless the person that decides to name their kid Corona. You know, like really. Oh, yeah. Well, we've we've talked about it over here. I think uh, Rona is one of the more popular ones, or Covi, C O V I, Covi, for a boy or a girl. There you go. So um, it's happening. Soon. I'd say very soon. Very. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're six months, months into a nine month, tra- you know, tra- nine month curve there. So I, I think we'll have a, a year end boom as the case may be. So oh, all to be said, kids. getting back. Well, I don't, we never really left the station. So <laughs> starting the journey <laughs> along, uh, I ask everybody this that comes on and it's, it, you know, this is the academic side of my brain slash the curious one. Uh, because everybody has different opinions on this. Everybody has different worldviews. And, you know, in, in this world, it's important to have diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so community, what does it mean to you? And I pre-briefed you on this, so there is no excuse for not having an answer. True story. Um, funny enough, I think uh, the emphasis on community hasn't been so strong as it has been since February, March of this year, because of our unwanted visitor, 
uh, COVID. Um, but I think the one thing that uh, I've discovered is what community means to me now. Um, my circle of friends has gotten smaller, um, which I think might have happened for a lot of people purely because when you're not in a position to be around the people that you would see most often, who aren't necessarily your closest, you find solace in those who know and trust and love you the most. Um, and the word I want to emphasize there is knowing somebody. Um, I think it's important. What community means to me is knowing somebody uh, enough. So you may not know them very well, but you know them well enough that you're in a position to understand um, and be there for that particular individual, or in this case, a community. Uh, I also kind of, I, I like that the fact that just because you know somebody doesn't necessarily mean you're the same type of person. So different personalities attract either like-minded or very different-minded people. Uh, and again, being around people in my job, I, I adore people. So I think, again, knowing the people within my community becomes a very, very big part of my day-to-day. -day. Um, and the other thing that I think is so important, whether or not you agree with me, doesn't matter is uh, being Irish and having a very dry, sarcastic sense of humour. Um, that's not always picked up by uh, people over the waters, um, which I think is one of the reasons why it's so important that we get to keep that. You get it. You had to learn. You had to learn, my friend. You, did, uh, you weren't blessed with the, the art of sarcasm. No. Um, but I do think it's, it's, a, very, it's a very good, uh, probably the epicentre of what I think my community is is, is, is a sense of humour. It's been the Irish way since the year dot. Um, to surround yourself with people who have a sense of humour, you'll never have a dull day or a dull night when people have a sense of humour fact. Um, and I think that's why I've now embraced the entire comedy scene. It's become so important to me that that community, that I can pay back that community for what they've given me. So in doing that, then you're providing people with an opportunity to forget the bad stuff and just embrace laughter. Uh, so yeah, that to me is what community is, is knowing the people within that small little circle and, and creating an environment of happiness and laughter to, to keep people trucking through the bad times. I like That's it. What I think. Yeah. I like it. I mean, like you said, I really don't have an opinion on this. I, 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 I you know, you're going to say what you're going to say. So <laughs> I am. <laughs> you are. And we're going to give you ample opportunity to do that as well. So <laughs> this morning I got an opportunity to talk to uh, a friend of mine. Uh, co-worker, friend of mine, who wanted, you know, really wanted to focus on community and games. And one of the things she said, which I think is very apropos to, to what you, what we will be talking about in the light of comedy is, you know, games, like card games, board games, Nintendo, whatever, Xbox, whatever. What it does is it kind of creates this barrier. The world at large gets kind of tossed out the side, right? You get to focus on the things in the moment. You know, I can play Uno or I can play Monopoly and I can get really pissed off <laughs> because people are going to win. But in that moment, I kind of shut out the world. I don't worry about what's happening outside my front door. I'm worrying about what's here and now. I'm worried about the people that I'm with. I, you know, if I'm playing with my kids or doing whatever reckless abandoned things that I'm doing in that moment, you know, I get that opportunity. And you, and you kind of mentioned that as part of comedy, like you said. Now, your comedy helps you shut off a little bit of that brain, that, that overthink stuff. So I want to get your thoughts on well, let's, let's back up to your journey into comedy because <laughs> I've known you long enough <laughs> to know how you, you kind of got started in this, but I want to hear that. I, I think there's people that want to hear, why did you choose comedy of all yeah. the things? Why did you choose comedy? Yeah. My mom always kind of slags me about that because she's like, you couldn't have taken up a, you know, 
something that would lead to a solid uh, income uh, regularly. I was like, that's my job. And that's already, you know, COVID and all. As I told you, we can blame COVID for everything. Um, but how I, how I actually kind of got started what is, was uh, I, I was working as a wedding coordinator uh, in, a, uh, in a hotel, a three-star hotel in Dublin. And um, love and adored where I worked because, again, it came down to the type of people that worked there and the type of people who booked their weddings there. Salt of the earth people, just characters is probably the best way to describe them. So I would have a story after every weekend from all the weddings I would have done. Um, and of course, my mom and, um, would say to me on a Sunday, oh, tell, tell Joan that story about that. So I'd have to put on a performance in front of, in front of someone who worked in, in showbiz, which was always baffling to me, but you know the backstory there. Um, but there was also a, a situation where a very close friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer. And he had asked me before about you know, during the, 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 treat, the treatment, he's kind of said to me before, just do me a favor and don't be that person who talks about the cancer. Uh, and I kind of took it upon myself to be prepared for every time I saw him uh, to make him laugh, um, which I got given out to subsequently because uh, after his operation, he was still literally in a lot of stitches and I was making him laugh. But I, I suppose what, what I gained from that was the courage after people saying to me you should really try stand up to do it um so yeah i i reached out to a female comic who's who's quite popular now in the uk and potentially in the us a comic called joanne mcnally i adore her she's an amazing comic she's been on the scene for a while and she's only a baby uh reached out to her on twitter and i said look i'd love to know how you got into comedy how does it how does a female start that up how does how does she go about finding out what to do and she came back to me publicly on Twitter and said, reach out to these people and named a couple of venues. And I got in touch with the, I decided to get in touch with them the next day. But before I had an opportunity to do it, one of them came to me and said, do you want to do six minutes next month? And I was like, ah, yeah, I can do six minutes. No problem. Yeah. Well, that was a scary ass day. I've never felt terror like it. But they say that, you know, you don't get nervous and you're not afraid the first time you make that step, then it's not for you. I was terrified and I haven't looked back since. I feel that the first time I landed that first laugh, when I get that first laugh, that is like, I'm assuming that's what heroin feels like when you take it uh, with, a, with a syringe, you know, that ultimate, you know, euphoric feel. It was, I can't, I, I can't really explain other than I wanted it again and I wanted it again and I wanted people to laugh again. So, you know, you then take it upon yourself to figure out what the art of this particular um, field and culture is and, and um, it's different for everybody. And that's what I'm starting to learn about myself and um, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I can read a room very well. I, I pride myself on that. So as an MC, I can build up a room very well for, for the comics who would be coming on. As a comic, I much prefer to not read on script. I prefer to ad-lib on, you know, the day's updates on the news or whatever. But as you already know, there's very little to talk about at the moment except COVID. So, um, you know, you, 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 I vibe off people. I, I feed off people's energy and I hope that they would do the same for me. And when those people are around, you're like... You just, you just, you want to make them happy. I know I want to make strangers happy. It says a lot about who I am. I'm never particularly happy myself until I've got randomers laughing at me and my jokes, but I love it. Um, and I, I would suggest if anybody ever wants to try it, 
Uh, it's it's next level, next level excitement. It's um, it's ridiculous. It's it's amazing. I love it. Uh, it's just tough <laughs> right now to be yeah. comic. Mm, yeah. So yeah. yeah, given given the situation right now, I mean, uh, if if I got my news reading done right, we're back to level three in Dublin. If Correct. I'm not mis- yeah, not mistaken. So it has little to no meaning to other people around the world, but you know, within Dublin, I mean, this is you know, no indoor dining anymore, right? You know, it's no wet bars yeah, or, bar, you know, what we would call, bar, you know, bars here. Yeah, so no, no bars without food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, without, yeah. without so. food. And so outdoor seating, socially distanced, minimum two meters type stuff. Um, and so that's making things really, really difficult. I was seeing something from Donald Fallon, you know, this morning about downtown or actually over the weekend about downtown Dublin, 9 a.m., you know, empty streets, you know, and, and yeah. you're looking at this and you're looking kind of, you know, to a certain extent, you know, Grogan's is posting about how, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're anxiously waiting to open their doors and to do something. People having to throw out food and there's a lot of despair in this. So how do you as a comic, and like you said, you, you like to feed off the news. You like to, you like to take these things. How do you balance <laughs> really the need to uplift people while at the same time looking at all the shit that is happening and trying to well, tell a story or, you know, yeah, get those randos to laugh, you know? I think um, I think the most I think that the biggest contributor for me is um, just that Irish sense of humor, that tone, that you can essentially make a very miserable um, and and very kind of depressing point about something, but if you have your tone about you and you say it, there's people in the room that are gone. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, and I think the big thing for us was at the moment, I think that the big thing for us over in Ireland specifically is um, they're locking down county by county where applicable or where, where they need to. Uh, and Dublin, obviously, with having the highest numbers of the outbreak at the stand for the past couple of weeks, the numbers are quite, quite astronomical. Um, but I can also understand that um, people are angry. You know, and we're all angry. And I think what we've all learned to do, what I know I've learned to do is uh, channel that anger. Now, I'm super angry. I'm not going to lie to you, Dave. I, COVID has, a, has enraged a, a fury in my belly that if somebody says the wrong thing, I'll trigger and I, I turn into the Antichrist. And, and, and I think that's got an awful lot to do with how it's affected me professionally, uh, personally. Um, I've had to move back home to live with my parents, having turned, thir- having turned 40 in March. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm lucky, but I'm miserable because uh, it's not where I'd anticipated to be six months down the line. Um, but I suppose in, in light of all of the stuff that's going on and the, the result of what's happened to people is, regardless of your, your situation, there is an awful lot to be said about we're all in this together. And um, it means that we can also laugh about it together and cry about it together but somebody's going to take an approach or take a different angle to your thought process for 10 minutes on stage or 10 minutes on a Zoom, a Zoom show for comedy. And they're going to take some piece of your misery and turn it into a little bit of happiness or a, or a laugh or a, a smirk or enlighten you in knowing that you're not on your own. And this gobshite on stage also feels the same way you do. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's when we can do things like that. It's when people find that common, uh, look, it's a known fact. Ireland is a country of begrudgers. We're happiest when we're miserable. So right now, technically, we should be in the prime of our comedic lives, gathering all this information because we're so trapped in our life. I'm not in Dublin. I'm outside of Dublin right now. My folks don't live in Dublin. So I am level two. 
I'm in level two right now, but I f I'm still understanding and feeling the, the, the restrictions from level three because I, my entire life is in Dublin. Um, but it's important that we, <laughs> for one, I'm good at honing in on the misery and finding the laughter purely based on where this entire comic idea came from, you know, um, and, and that's what comics in Ireland are good at. We're good at being miserable and making it funny and people finding the relation, the relationship between what we're saying and how they're upset by things. So, yeah, misery in this case breeds happiness. Mm, <laughs> and say. it works really, really well. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, it sounds but weird again, coming out of my mouth. I'm happy with your misery. Uh, wait, no, wait, no. <laughs> I shouldn't be happy that you're miserable, but I get that. Happy, you can share in my misery yeah, or that share. I'm sharing in your misery, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, a problem halved, is, a problem shared is a problem halved. In this case, this is, you're literally trying to just dilute people's problems or at least give them an opportunity to go yeah me too oh my god it's not just me and and and, and for your health and well for your mental state like i i can't express that i'm sure there's people out there like you know even yourself Dave, uh, there was a mental low like an all-time low hit me in march uh yeah. and i didn't know what i was going to do someone tell me you've got to stay in your house for two and a half weeks and you can't go out and see the people you love and adore and you know, you can't go out and have sex. You can't go out and just meet random strangers and get the right. None of that was going to be happening. None of it was, it was going to be all just living with one person who, let's face it, I lived with someone I didn't particularly like. You know, she just happened to live there because she owned the gaff. But we got on with it. We, you know, but I have to say, you know, over here, if they'd, if they'd close the liquor stores, Dave, we would have set this country on fire. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Well, we don't want that. I'd like to come back and visit to something that was remotely resembled what I remember from, I don't know, what was the last time? Was there March? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> there's that. It's, it's, it's quite apocalyptic, to be fair, like, yeah. especially, you know, um, Bank All the Weekends in Dublin. Nope, there's no one here. Yeah. There's no one here. And it's a uh, World War Z kind of stuff, you know. But if you put too, em too much emphasis or too much thought on it, then you can just fall into a really big, deep hole. So again, as I said, we use humor as a, as, as a coping mechanism. Um, and uh, you kind of just have to roll with that. So it's important that we do. So as comics, we've, we've gotten together in our own little community and we've tried our best to, to keep, the, keep the comedy rolling, even if it is on a Zoom call where you're not even hearing the audience laugh. Um, yeah. So how are you doing that? Are you, yeah, like you said, you're doing Zoom calls. What else? I mean, how are you guys creating that environment now? Well, you know, um, I have to, I have to say, um, and I can't take any credit for anything that's been going on out there, but some of the comics have really, uh, have really come up with some terrific ideas. Two particular comics in question, um, two gentlemen, uh, Damo Clark and Danny O'Brien, they decided to do um, garden gigs. So when we were in a situation where people were still on lockdown, the two lads would show up in the middle of uh, an apartment complex, you know, where they have the courtyard around all the apartments and they do a gig in the garden. Um, so then what they started doing then was when they were in a position then to have, to host outdoor events of up to, I think it was originally it was 100 to 200 people. They literally took the car parks up in a little car park or up at a warehouse in the industrial estate and people drove up and sat two meters apart with their own chair. Yeah. And then the lads did a gig for 90 minutes or for an hour. And what it did was it made people feel like they had something to look forward to, that there was something there for them to go and see and enjoy and laugh, have a couple of scoops and laugh and laugh about this absolute, you know, tired of abuse that we're going through together, this, this unwanted, you know, STI that none of us can get rid of. We can't find the antibiotics for And that's what we did. We, we honed in on the misery 
and we made it funny. And um, the boys are doing a great job. Um, funny enough, I actually have demo booked for my first first comedy club gig. So um, it's it's great what they've done. And then of course we've had other comics like Jack McKenna. We've had comics like um, she's so many. Um, I'm going to be in trouble for forgetting them. But they they've done their comedy gigs online, the Zoom calls online. Um, which definitely was a new a new reality for us because uh, the only people you could hear laughing were the comics. Everyone else was on mute. So you could have up to 80 to 100 people on your Zoom call, yeah, but you'd yeah. only hear five people laughing. And you don't know if they're even laughing <laughs> at the right time. So, you don't know if you're, you were like, I can't even use old material. I have to use new material because, you know, no one's in coppers anymore. No one's going to any nightclubs in Dublin at five o'clock in the morning. We haven't been there since, you know, yeah. and this is all stuff we talk about, you know, Oh God, we could, you know, the pub scene is gone in Ireland. No, it's not. Relax. Don't worry. We'll find the vaccine and we'll be back to exactly where we were, you know, 12 months ago. Oh, you take the old um, Guinness slogans, right? Again, <laughs> I guess it's good for you. All you right, there we go. Party or five a day. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's, um, the comedy scene has struggled. Um, nobody gets paid unless there's a gig. No one gets paid if, unless there's a live gig, and no one gets paid if it's a live gig and it's sponsored and people can afford to pay it. So at this moment in time, comics are literally just trying to stay on social media to be present, um, which is tough going. It's tough yeah. going. It hasn't been easy for a lot of us. Um, Running your own I'm lucky I've got a job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but it, again, it's um, you can't turn your back on it. For sure not. So you mentioned. One of the things that you're, you're planning on doing here is that you may yeah. I mean, tell, tell us the secret. Okay. What, what's, okay, well, what's coming? What's coming? I think it's probably uh, going for a while. Um, and again, because I work in the events industry, I'm a planner. I plan. I can plan things and I plan them well. So I suppose been given the opportunity during lockdown and during COVID to um, you know, you're not working every day. Obviously, you're working events. So the time I had free, I, I decided to, I, I did, you know, as I'm sure you know, and a lot of people, you want to ask someone to do something, you ask a busy person. I like to be busy. Busy keeps me productive and it keeps me happy. So I thought to myself, why not try and establish a comedy club of your own where you, you know, do all the things that other clubs should be doing but aren't doing or don't need to do because they're established. Why don't we just try and establish this as a really good run comedy club and give every comic an opportunity to, to perform. Um, so um, I have found a venue and I'm working with a beautiful man called Dom. Um, and it's Nancy Hans pub in Park Gate Street in Dublin, just on the outskirts of the city centre. Um, and the reason I picked that venue was I have a great relationship with Dom. The pub is older um, it's a pretty old pub and the story behind Nancy's is a great story um, which I'm not going to tell you about if you want to know about it come and see my gig um, what a tease and yeah um, you know people are going to have to pay for it and that's the other thing we're also going to try and incorporate the COVID compliancy so it means oh. um, compliancy is that a word? Compliance. yeah we're going to go with it yeah sure um, basically everything that we're going to do is within the, within the COVID guidelines so there will be food included in your ticket price um, there may or may not be a free point we'll wait and see if we're good um, and it's important that these things are put out there so not only are people going to be you know paying for a, you know a five comic lineup but they're also going to get fed and they're going to get a point as well and the idea behind it is to just try and make people forget what we're in embrace what we have to embrace and you know try and just the only reason we mentioned COVID is to joke about it and the idea being that when the, when the restrictions are lifted and we are in a more of a flexible situation where we can occupy the pubs in a bigger in bigger numbers um 
ideally I'd like to take this on the road and, and do it all over, all over the country. Um, and again, stimulate the economy and stimulate the economy for my comics. I miss gigging with my comics. I miss the countryside. I miss the country gigs with the comics. And I would just love to be able to give my part back to them and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it in this pub. This pub, we're going to give you 80 people at this. And we're going to, you know, we may or may not need the food at that stage, but it would be good to know that we could potentially bring this, bring the comedy across the country. I just, I, just, I really feel this is potentially what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. to cope with this COVID and by, by doing this I'm hoping I might be able to help with the people with their mental health with their mental health it's just I just know how dark the days can get and I don't I wouldn't wish it on anyone yeah. uh, um, so if I can if I can find a reason for you to hang on for another day then that's exactly what I want to do um, when it being too dark um, but yeah I, I, I think that's I've kind of taken it upon myself to just contribute that's what I want to do that's how I'm going to give back to, to my community I'm going to try and get people employed and paid yeah. so they can make people laugh again and let the comics make a few bob. There's an awful lot of broken comics right now that, you know, aren't entitled to any benefits. So, yeah, go out and see your comics or log on to their Zoom call. But, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to do that on the level two. And then when it goes to level one, hopefully then we'll be able to join the masses of events that are going to happen over the country for the next forever. Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. we don't stop. We don't. Ever. Well, that's awesome, Jess. I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I've known you long enough to see you start it and see you continue with it. So, I mean, that, that's amazing. And, and, you know, personal testament here, I've been to several of your gigs and you are a funny fucking woman. Like, oh, <laughs> and I don't I say, that to, say that to no. kiss up to the, <laughs> to the guests here at all. And it, it's truly, you know, I've sent you the recordings of it. You know, I've sat in the crowd. I've watched you work the crowd. You know, and, you know, like you're saying, you feed off the energy. It's, it's great to see. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> sarcastic, it's, which is wonderful. It's a language that I've come to know and love, you know. And, uh, you know, I yeah. think what you're doing, like you said, giving back in the community, doing things for your fellow comedians who you've joined in together with, right? This is, you know, this is a new community for you relative to the grand scheme of time. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it's 100%. something that you're doing yeah. to ch change perspectives. And, you know, it, you brought up mental health, which is honest to God, a, a long conversation for, you know, more than likely another, another visit here on, on Zoom. But, <laughs> you know, and it's so important, I think, in, the, in these days. It's really easy to get despondent. It's really easy to look out at everything, like you're saying, this grand STI that is COVID and say, yeah. when is this going to stop? You know, when is it, when is it let up at all? You know, every pe peak and valley that we, face you know whether it be restrictions in dublin or restrictions here in the states or around the world right it's really easy to get disheartened by that but you know having that sense that bubble that you guys create in that moment just says you know fuck it well let's 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 look at our situation as dire as it may be and, and we're going to throw you we're going to throw you a couple shovels and a couple of ladders and see what ends up happening out of this whole entire thing right yeah Maybe exactly build, yeah build a castle down, a castle of mud down at the bottom of the pit but you know like you're building something so I, uh, it's amazing to hear that you're able to do that. So I wish you all the best in that regards. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know what, it's, um, I, I have to say it was, um, as you know, because I would have uh, rely, I would have been heavily reliant upon you during the, the initial lockdown. Um, and I never forget that, by the way. Um, but I also kind of feel that, you know, we'll go through a very dark time. And I think it's important that your community needs to see that happening in order to just keep your keep you afloat until you can support yourself again. 
Um, and I know with me personally, there was so much um, shit just coming down the road one after the other. You know, you work in the events industry. Well, that's gone. Oh, it's the tourist event industry working. Oh, well, that's, yeah, no, you're not going to see another gang now. For, <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to see an American now for 12 months. Um, and then there's an, oh. Which is well, a blessing, by the way, in some cases, you know. Or an infectious love. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm going to leave that there because um, you are one of my American friends. But at the same time, <laughs> if Trump landed over here tomorrow, I remember I said to you, I do time for somebody. That would be the guy I do it for. <laughs> I cannot believe that man is still up for the running. It's mental. Mind you, Kanye, Trump. Uh, you guys are spoiled for choices over there in the Republican Party. Um, <laughs> well, no, you know, no dueling T-shirts here, you know. It's just, it's kind of Listen, a... I'm, like, I'm going to say this to you now. Um, we, not only did we have a terrific T-shirt at the original, you know, when this, when this whole COVID thing started. No one really, I mean, you know, Leo, he's a doctor. You know, he, he is a GP. Um, and now, you know, he went on to be T-shirt. That man... I cannot express to you how much of a following that man now has oh, yeah, from the that. beginning of this COVID situation up until he stepped down as Taoiseach. Um, he, he, he's completely stepped, monu monumentally stepped up his game. So much so that I think the day he was found topless in the Phoenix Park drinking cans with his boyfriend. Um, I'm not lying to you, Dave. That made, that made him, not only did it make him the gay icon of Ireland anyway, but it also said... You know, it's not illegal to drink cans in the park, which none of us knew. None of us knew that. Not illegal to drink cans. You're brown bagging it in the park. Nobody knew. The T-shirt's telling us, come on down, <laughs> go down. So, so we were like, okay, well, if he's down there, you know, why not? So, uh, you know what? We, we were very lucky that the government we had kept us in check for as long as we did. Yeah. Can't really say that much about the new government, which kind of had to do a handover. Yeah. Uh, so right now we kind of feel a little bit like um, not as bad or worse off as you guys, but we're, we're being very heavily misinformed. And I think because of this uncertainty, people are getting a little bit antsy, which you understand. People are getting angry. People are getting fed up. People are getting tired of this new norm. People are not prepared to tolerate the closing of the pubs. People want their locals open. People don't want to have to order food, but they want to order a pint. Um, and it's times like these that it's important to find the funny side and we need to find that humor because we need to be able to stand up and go I know it's been shit but look where you are now we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about all the crap but we're going to make it funny and at the end of it you're going to have a pint and you're going to feel all right about it and that's that's what I mean by you know that dark hole that you 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 only need someone to keep you afloat until you can pull yourself back up and once you've pulled yourself back up I found now that I'm more productive. I've got more energy. I'm absolutely super excited about my new project. Um, and I'm terrified. But if I wasn't terrified, then it's not worth doing. So I know I'm doing the right thing, but this, this, had, to, this had to happen for me to find it. So, you know, mental health is, it's probably the biggest topic of conversation that I don't even think you guys have even had an opportunity to, to really discuss in depth uh, because your heads are all so messed up from the Trump stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would be a pretty big, it's a pretty big, um, it's a pretty big, God has a pretty big hold on me, is what I mean. I would never have thought I was this unstable <laughs> until, um, you might have known, but um, oh, it was touching I, I, I glimpsed this through the years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have just kept me on the coast of sanity for a while, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think, uh, yeah, we've come a long way, Paul. I think I've seen your lows and you've seen mine, and I think that's what's, that's why we're in each other's community. We're, 
we know each other well enough to know what needs to be said and done. Are my lights flickering? I think they're getting brighter and darker. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's your personality's waning along with your lights. I have no idea what's going on. No, I'm <laughs> sucking the energy out of the light bulbs because there's no people here. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that to be said, Jess Cullens, everybody, she is amazing. She is going to make you laugh. She makes me laugh constantly. I mean, I've been laughing more in this conversation than I have in a long time. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> um, but wish you the best of luck with what you're uh, you're going to accomplish, you know, by hook or by crook, as the saying goes, right. You're going to get it done. Um, yeah. you know, health and safety to your family. You know, you know, I love your family. I love everything about you guys. <laughs> and uh, I hope to be over there at some point, you know, yeah. Again. Hurry home, Paul. Hurry yeah, home. We're, we're more than welcome when you get here. You know, that. <laughs> oh, you'll have to get a bit of a gr- bit of grief from my mother, but that's, yeah. I mean, we I, love that, you. That's, that's to be expected. <laughs> All righty. I hope you have an awesome, awesome evening. Thank you so much for spending your time and uh, yeah, good things are coming. I promise. Thank you for joining us today on Elemental Collision. If you'd like to know more, please come and see us at elementalcollision.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.